fucking deep. I like it. These guys are jerks. Fucking deep. Bless you, boys. Young men expressing themselves. Unbelievable. Fucking deep. Put it in deep. Nylander's on it, and now off her foot. In front of goes, a chance here, score! Rasmus Sandin has his first of the year, and the Leafs have their first lead of the night. 45 left, Larson gets after it, they jam, send it across, look out, what a save! Philip Grubauer, absolutely spectacular off to Claire! Lawton to the slot, Lawton with a little room, hands off, Atkinson the shot, Deep, putting the puck deep, put pucks in deep, getting pucks in deep, just put the puck deep, getting pucks out, getting pucks deep, pucks in deep, pucks in deep, pucks deep, pucks deep, keep getting pucks deep. Mike Ross here, public address announcer for the Toronto Maple Leafs. You're listening to the Pucks in Deep podcast with Adam Lesko and Josh Coleman. Let's go. Man, let's go. Sometimes I just can't help myself, bro. I just can't help myself. Like, the intro, I just, the Griffey, God. I come back to it like, I feel like I come back to it every month at least one time. Maybe not once every month now because we haven't been recording as often. But like, I, I, there's something sometimes when I'm sitting down and I'm doing the intro and I just love that Griffey track. I love it. Like, it's, they got to play it at my funeral. I will see to it. If somehow, by some miracle, I outlive you, I will see to it. I like how you basically just right away, you're like, yeah, okay, I got you, bud. I'll play it for you. Like, for sure, I'm dying before you, I guess. Is <laughs> I'm not sure, but uh, welcome back, everybody. Pucks and D Podcast, episode 94, Sergey Berezin. Ooh, Sergey. Sergey Berezin. Been waiting a, little, a long time. Uh, when we were like 84, I think it was, it was like 84, and I was like, man, 10 more episodes till I get to say <laughs> Sergey Berezin, because as you know, and as a lot of the listeners know, I think I've proclaimed it many times on the Pucks and D podcast, that the Stumpy Thomas highlight pack from Game 5 2000 in the playoffs, when uh, Wendell Clark was still in the league, and he was hooking guys down by their neck, and then Berezin... <laughs> with his only pass of his NHL career to Steve Thomas, and he whacked it in behind Tom Barrasso, and it was Bob Cole's greatest game that he ever called, in my opinion. Um, You can find it on YouTube if you YouTube Stumpy Thomas. Maybe we'll throw it up on our PuckPod uh, account as well, a link to it. Great, great highlight. And uh, I don't even really know where I was going with this story, but I I just, uh, I I love it. I love it. Man, that call to... The Philly commentator throwing shade at his own squad. Wait, the Flyers, wait for it. Win. win. <laughs> How long was it? Was it winless in 13, 12 games? I think it was 12. I'm not sure. Yeah. I also wanted to uh, say to you, it's a funny segue right to the Flyers here. Well, I guess not funny because it was in the intro. But um, did they fly right underneath our radar? Pucks and D podcast didn't even look at the Flyers, didn't even bomb them. 
didn't even talk about how terrible they were. Is that true? Do you really even remember talking about the Flyers? They've lost 10 games in a row or more two times. Well, and I guess... In one season. Yeah, which is wild. And it seems like every season in the past few years, they have one 10-banger that's just awful. And then they usually follow it up with a 10-banger that's good. And a fired coach. (laughs) Right. Earlier this year, they lost 10 in a row, and then they won the next three. And I said to my buddy, I'm like, oh, here we go. Three in a row for the Flyers. Only seven more, you know, total flyer. But I just feel like they flew under the radar. It's just been bad. And I almost feel bad. We should almost have a... We should do a wellness check on a friend of the show... Rich Shapu, yeah, noted flyer fanatic, uh, appears in the intro. I like it. Yeah, you know we'll what he doesn't like right now? The flyer's, the flyer's record. My God. You know, I was trying to figure out what was going on with them too, and I, I just went on Daily Faceoff, pull up their lines, and I'm like, man, with Couturier out, that lineup looks weak. Bleak. Like they are, they're just, they don't have the depth to kind of absorb an injury like that. And uh, No, you're right. Um, man, like I, I guess – more on the Flyers later, actually, when we get into our Leaf talk, there were some rumors that might be completely unfounded, but I'll fantasize about them anyway. Okay. That we'll get into as well. Okay, I did I like first it. want to shout out the uh, Canadian men's national soccer team. Watched that game yesterday. Absolute fire. 2 nothing win over the United States in the hammer. Why are people saying it doesn't count? What do you mean it doesn't count? I don't know. I saw people on Twitter. They were like, you know, this, it doesn't count. This doesn't count. Like, and I'm not following soccer at all. Like, is it because, is it because of the game where Canada got to play in Edmonton in in the snow, uh, which is, I guess, apparently people think that soccer players are super comfortable (laughs) playing in the snow just because they're from Canada. Although I I can see the comparisons that you're drawing because better off to be Canadian and be in the elements than facing your opponent, whether they were from Mexico or Brazil, maybe. I can't remember Mm -hmm. where they were from. You got to excuse me, man. I'm not in the loop on this at all. But would that be why? Because Canada earned a birth? I I have no idea. Like... There? I never saw anybody talking about that. Like maybe the Americans saying that because I guess in the grand scheme of things, it's it's not a friendly. Like it's not an exhibition game, but it's not World Cup either, right? Oh, so, it's not, so this is this gets them to the World Cup, and it's a big fucking deal for Canada because the men haven't been in the World Cup since the '80s, and they've only beaten the U.S. once since the '80s. Okay, so okay, it's a big deal, and they're top of the table right now. They're looking good. They're all but inevitably going to be clinching a spot in the World Cup, um, which is a big deal, especially if you're a Canadian soccer fan. And and they're they're actually quite the team to watch. I'm very so impressed. Can can I try and I don't even know why I'm doing this. This could be terrible podcasting. Maybe it'll be good. Let's find out. <laughs> can I try and get you to to explain it to me in golf terms as in like okay, so the this tournament that I won is not an official PGA win, but it does earn me FedEx Cup points. Um and FedEx Cup points helps me make the FedEx playoffs at I the guess cuz anything internet- But I can't say I have a yeah. PGA Tour victory. It's a real game cuz it's not a friendly and a friendly would be just they're playing for the shits of it, like right. to, to warm up no, or I get, whatever I understand for something. That. Yeah, yeah. So it, it does mean something. It is part of a, a, a tournament. Would you, you call say. it far from a friendly? Is it far yeah, from a friendly? Well, or is it, mean, it is meaningful games. Like they are real games that carry weight. There are standings. There you know, are points. Okay. Okay. So I'd say that's pretty far off to say it doesn't count. Okay. But to say like, you know, it would be like saying we beat – Montreal in the regular season, but didn't beat them in the playoffs, maybe. Okay, fair. Then Fine. you'd be like, well, that one in the regular season really just didn't count but for But that's shit. in hindsight, though. 
Right. We're not in hindsight yet. No. So therefore, the game meant something. Yes, it means something, and I think anybody who says otherwise is just trying to minimize it okay. and be a dick. I actually was and looking... And they've beaten them twice now. I was actually looking so. forward to asking you, because I know you're a soccer fan, I was looking forward to asking you rather than typing on Twitter to some random person, why do you say that? You know? Right. Like, I think, I don't know. Their Sounds Twitter, like some trolling to me. Their Twitter handle might have been Matt Duchesne's breakfast <laughs> or something like that, you know? And I was just like, okay. But, you know, but oftentimes people use the, the, the troll account to actually say what, what they're thinking, you know? And um, Yeah, okay. All right, so good good to know. Yeah, shout out to the uh, Canadian men's national team. Um, I, I, was, I was actually consumed with the NFL playoffs, personally. Uh, another hell of a game yesterday. Unbelievable. Well, two of them. Yeah. Again. You yeah. know, I don't even like football. Okay, no, neither like, do I. But I don't like football at all. I, I I can admit that those games were exciting. Oh my and god, I see they them. were amazing. I watched replay. I think watched the end of the one last weekend. But I, you know, I'm I'm not football guy. I find football horribly boring, mainly because of the stop and go nature <laughs> so of it. Boring. Right after I talked about watching a 90 minute two nail game of soccer, <laughs> <laughs> people right now are just yelling at me, okay. yelling at me. <laughs> okay, well, you're not, but you're not, you're not wrong though, because here's the thing: like I, I've been saying to anyone that'll listen, hey man, like I loved it. Like I'm in group chats where. I overchirp football just because right. I'm that guy. Like everyone yeah. loves football. And people are balls in the deep group into chat. It. Yeah, they, these guys love football in the group chat, and I, I kind of overplay my hand. I, I do the same thing in a separate group chat when we talk about Xbox versus PlayStation because we all play the same game together, but some of us play on PlayStation mm. and Xbox, and I, I am overly critical of the PlayStation, right. and it makes them mad. You know, shut the yeah. fuck up, man. Guys so, lagging, like, so oh, you blame the PlayStation? Yeah, yeah, you're so biased or whatever, right? And yeah. it is true. I'm just I'm, I'm playing it up. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, football. I, I could say to those people without a doubt that, like, I thought it was incredibly exciting. Like, not yeah. just like, man, this is a good game. Like, I was, like, I was leaning forward, and I put my hands in the air, and I went, oh, I grabbed my head. Like, I was reacting as, as a fan would, yeah. as a fan would on the teams. But I have to admit, though, let's go. I didn't watch any of the first three quarters. Yeah, there's certain times in certain sports like we we talk about before baseball playoffs Seventh being inning, like inning. unbelievable, right? Football playoffs, much like it. There's something about that one game format too, where it's like winner take all. You just see the wildest shit, the wildest plays, and you know, actually go back to soccer. World Cup soccer is phenomenal, no matter what game you're watching, because they all carry so much weight. And right. World Cup is what every four years or whatever it is. Yeah, you know, so it's a big fucking deal. Yeah, the one you're right. The one gamers really mean something. I was actually thinking about. It. I was out here, and I think what I was doing was I was getting. Oh, I was I was doing some practice for uh, for the band. Uh, we got two shows coming up this weekend, by the way, Friday and Saturday here in town. But um, the the game was on in the background. It was it was the second quarter, and whatever the score was, you know, something seven seven. Like it was a close game, and I was like, oh, you know, close game, okay. But I was like, it's only the second quarter, man. Like I, I got so much time. Like yeah. I'm not, I don't even care until like the mid fourth quarter and it obviously has to be close. And I, that got me thinking like, man, you as a coach of a football team, you, you really, or any sport. Okay. You really have to stress that like, we have to do well the whole goddamn game. Like just because the whole world starts tuning in when there's six minutes left and there's, you know, it's, it's a two possession ball game and we have the ball. Listen, if we would have went ahead and scored our fucking touchdown in the first, 
we wouldn't be here. We'd be seven points ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you really got to get your team, uh, your team dialed in right off the get-go. I feel a little bit bad for Bills fans, and that must have been excruciating because that the end of that game last weekend took like fucking an hour to play. Yeah. It was insane. It was like a basketball game, eh? Like the last two yeah, minutes of a basketball game. So many game timeouts like, and all that. Yeah. Six commercials. And like, oh. you're like, man, there's been more commercials in the last two minutes than there has been like the entire game. Yeah. Um, at least the good thing about the Super Bowl is, uh, you know, Super Bowl coming up in two weeks now. Uh, the good thing about the Super Bowl is the commercials are actually good. Well, so it's kind of fun, you know? I haven't bad. been this excited for a Super Bowl since Lady Gaga performed because did you see who's performing? Yes, of course. It's, oh uh, it's incredible. God. Lineup is uh, incredible. I wonder if it's almost too incredible. All joking aside. That's, that's over the top. Like I, it's pretty near the Up and Smoke tour. But is it possible to even meet the expectations? I don't know because it's that's such kind a of short what I'm show saying. too, I right? Know, they they jam I mean. in like parts of like five or six songs usually, right? Like it's And it's all cut. So you get like the banging part of it, and then it's like on to the next one. But if they arrange it correctly, yeah, they 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 could like really knock this out of the if park. If you went right? back in time and told me when you and I were listening to, to like the Marshall Mathers MP LP that he would be playing the Super Bowl someday, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. laugh in your fucking face. Yeah, no doubt, eh? <laughs> right, like no doubt, dude. Yeah. Whereas like now he's like as mainstream as it gets in in a way, right? Just keep doing what. Doing do it's like a good example of like do you your way and who is the lead dog in that group? Who's the lead dog? That's um hmm. I mean, I kind of said it's probably Eminem, but no, it's Snoop. I would say it's Dr. Dre's a fucking billionaire, but it's Snoop. <laughs> Well, because he said dog, I guess. I know. I didn't mean. I didn't mean. I, I didn't mean to make a pun there. To be completely yeah. honest, but for like, I guess it really it matters depending on like what you think of each of those people, yeah. right? So for me, I would I would vote Snoop if yeah. I had probably a vote, the biggest know? artist was probably be Eminem, but in terms of like, I guess the biggest musical footprint, you'd say Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, yeah, I would yeah. have to agree with that. What about the biggest like personality? That's why I say Snoop. Snoop Dogg. That's yeah. what Snoop and, Dogg's a character. He's like a cultural character. And right? that's why I say lead dog for that show. Because right. we're doing a Super Bowl halftime show. Who would be the best person to have be kind of like the main character of this produced show? would be Snoop. Let's center this yeah. thing around his persona. And obviously everyone's getting equal Everyone's getting equal screen time. And as a matter of fact, Eminem, we're using your bass track for 90% of the show. <laughs> right. So even though you might not be on the camera as much or why does Snoop get to roll in in the cool car but Eminem? You know what I mean? I feel like maybe there could be some bunting of the heads there with how, yeah. how uh, famous these people well, are. You got a crew of people work together for... 20 some odd years as well so yeah true shouldn't be that hard to to pull something cool together so i'm, I'm super excited for that though. yeah that's, that's true man amazing um, your I, uh your vocal is gonna take a beating this week though you got back-to-back -back shows this I weekend do. you got a podcast and you doing any commentary as well uh, plk coming back no well the kings yeah the kings are back on the sixth wait what is that next week no 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 it can't be the sixth though. or sunday yeah it's the ninth yeah, dude, you're right, man. I got a show on Friday at uh, Finnegan's, and then the next day on the 8th at La Sioux, both in Pembroke. Come on out. And then, uh, and then Lumber Kings 
back in action Sunday the 9th. So you're right. I got triple duty there. Well, it's a good thing you take care of your vocal cords, then go down to Ottawa and start yelling at empty buildings like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bro. I was kind of wondering if uh, if the convoy was going to get any attention here on the Pucks oh and Deep podcast. I don't want to get too uh, political. Did you did you happen to uh, catch any of the no. convoy rolling through? I wasn't I mean, going outside. It rolled right through our backyard. You know, what not, was, I wasn't going outside, dude. You know, what I was, was minus thirty for one. True. You know what was really cool for me and and Kira though, we could see it. Was cool to see it. We 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 could see no no we could see it from here, like we're far from the so highway. You got to hear all the noise. We could we could hear very faintly honking and cheering, and you could just see all the headlights. Right, because it's two farmers' fields away, but it's open farmers' fields, so we could we could you know as far as, as far as the eye could see or whatever you yeah. want to say. Um, so that was just kind of neat. Like we didn't have to actually go and check it out. One of my buddies, uh, my neighbor, he went, he went over, uh, actually down, down, down sawmill road. And, uh, he was really surprised. He said, there's like tons of people there. They're, they're having bonfires. People are just drinking. And I was like, this is, I, I didn't want to text it to him. Cause I'm like, I don't want to get political with anybody to be, <laughs> I'm apolitical. <laughs> this but is the like, most hillbilly. Show yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, this is exactly what, like in my opinion, this is exactly what happened. Like I'm sure this probably started out as a as a great worthy cause by what I believe to be a, a pretty a pretty huge minority of people. But you <laughs> know they minority. they wanted to start something, and then it kind of just like it just it just like a wildfire. Well, it just spread like crazy, a wildfire, like, and everyone kind of everyone kind of put their own flavor on it. Well, I don't want to wear a mask anymore. Well, I want to be able to go yeah. to a hockey game. It's and like you know a what? conspiracy you're, coalescence. Eh? But dude, you're you're not gonna. You're not gonna throw a stone and not hit someone that has the same frustrations as you do. So it's well, that's e- the funny thing. It's right? easy to get a huge convoy of people that all agree with one of your eighteen pronged aspects, which is right. no masks. I want to go to this. I want to do that. I want to do this. And at some point, everyone is gonna agree. Like, I want to go to a hockey game. You know, I want to be able to play Tuesday night hockey. Thank God it's yeah. back tomorrow evening. Like, I. So at some point, I'm going to get on board as well. But then for me, dude, like as soon as I'm like, yeah, this is great. I want to go to a hockey game again. And then some dude walks past me with a fucking Nazi flag going on. (laughs) I'm probably like, I'm going home. Dude, like it's. I'm going home now. The fucked up thing is it wasn't hard to find out right away was that. You looked up the people who organize it. There's a white supremacist and there's a separatist. Yeah. And it's called Can of Fucking Unity. So the way I'm getting straight, there's a, a thing called Canada Unity, a group called Canada Unity that's headed by the fucking uh, a person who's part of a separatist party in Alberta. What the fuck is that? It takes you two seconds, right? Two seconds. You're like, okay, well, this is a grift, right? So it was kind of sad to see, like, it, it, I guess, like, it get lost. And you know what kind of blew my mind for, like, what was there, 10,000 people there on the weekend? Um, what? They said there was, like, some, 1.6 million, yeah. 2 million or something. Yeah. They said... But anybody fucking with eyes could see. You can look it up fucking right now. Fucking live shot of Parliament. There's sparse group of people there. Oh, yeah, we got 500,000 trucks and 1.3 million people. Okay, Theo Fleury, fucking calm down. (laughs) Fucking... Like Jesus Christ, man! Dude, okay, I, like easily, easily verifiable facts are just lost, right? And right off the bat, too, because they were still in fucking Alberta, and they're telling me that there's five fifty thousand trucks coming, and I'm like, oh yeah, fucking, you know, there's like a hundred and whatever go by. It's like, okay, well, surprise, you know. And you think about it too, like you said, not very representative of the population, and that's kind of reflected in the numbers too. I know, but okay, but 
God damn it, I hate having a political discussion on the puck pod. But, like, I need to know, I need to understand this, though. Like, who, who is saying that there's more than there actually is? And why are they saying that? And then my, th- my third question, if you can remember all three of these, mm-hmm. who wants to lie about that? Like, like, I'm just, I have so many questions. I don't understand it. So there's, right. so there's, there's, there's 900 people there, but they said there was going to be 900,000. It's, right. it's an insanely different number, right? I think they were just pulling them out of thin air because it seemed to change every, every day, right? Were they basing it on the number of people in the Facebook group? They made a I Facebook group. I have no group, idea. Because even their group. Facebook group had a couple hundred thousand people in it, right? So I, I'm not sure. Like, I think they were just coming out of thin air and then they just get repeated down the line, you know what I mean? And then... Um, because I remember seeing all the numbers getting tossed around, but couldn't find any actual fucking sources. Like I couldn't find a fucking, you know, a head count. I couldn't find any proof of anything. Right. But the other thing that really hurts me to think about Lesko is, and I mean, it hurts my brain and it also hurts me in my heart emotionally because I, I like, I see lots of people, you know, people I know, people I think are great people. Oh, like I, man, people you know, telling on themselves like crazy online, dude. Holy. Right? That's kind of what I'm getting at. But but I don't, like... I did a lot oh, of unfollowing man. there in the last few days. My God. Really, eh? A lot see, of people telling on themselves. Yeah, but like, well, what do you mean? Well, I mean... Fucking, Showing their colors. Yeah, basically. Okay, fine. I, yeah. Can, I can appreciate that. But in my case, I see lots of people that, like, I know for a goddamn fact that they are there for the good. Right, right. Because at like, the surface, with at a the nice surface, sign. You know, they're, they're there with a nice sure, sign. Yeah. It's not, doesn't say fuck Trudeau. And I don't care if you but don't But you're like the Trudeau company you keep, right? That's what bothers me. Like, yeah. if, you, if you go down there, like, it took me five minutes to realize who are the kind of the core of this bunch, right? Like, I would, do I fucking hate, do I think the man, the first thing, the trucking mandate, do I think that's stupid that cross? Yes, I do. I manage a supply chain. Of course I do, right? Do I think the restrictions are, are fucking shitty? Like the ones we just went through? Absolutely. But that's in the wrong city. You right. know what I mean? Right. So like it's it's just a fucking coalescence of misguided rage as far as I'm concerned. A bunch of fucking people want to overthrow the government. They hate Trudeau. They fucking hate everybody. They hate everything. All, you know, all they can fucking yell, harassing people downtown, harassing journalists, harassing fucking ambulances. Like what is this shit? Man, it's such a shit show. It's just the angriest, fucking dopiest people you know all got together, made a Facebook group, and then went to Ottawa. But you see, that's the. I feel like, I feel like that might be like the the core. But then there was a lot of surrounding support based on. I feel like I feel like based on how it was advertised, right? Because for the build up, okay, let's 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 call a spade a spade here. The build up to it was very enlightening. It was very heartfelt. It was like let's right. let's stand up for this or I you know I remember yeah. thinking like I kind of agree with this. Yeah. And then that's the biggest as we got closer to D-Day or whatever you want to call it, like as we got closer to the day. That's what they'd call it probably. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, good one. But like the cuz clo- they, they think they're fucking going to Normandy or something. Yeah, the closer right? we got to the day, it became increasingly more and more like not heartfelt and not coming from a good place. Like, right. and that's just me. I don't know. I don't real. I don't watch TV. I don't watch. People are like, "Oh, you must be watching CNN." It's like, well, I don't it's watch the news at all. Right? Like, it's I, disappointing though because you get swept under it, and you're like, "Yeah, that sounds great." Like, 
good for you and all that kind of stuff. But then, like I said, you kind of, you delve into it a little bit and you're like, well, this is not really what they say it is. And that's, that's a very common thing we see with, uh, these fringe groups and stuff. They find ways to make noise and legitimize the message. Yes. Putting lipstick on a fucking Nazi. Right. Or whatever you want to, you know, that's a very fucking heated analogy for the situation, but, but pro- somewhat relevant. But no, it's relevant. The, but the, but protesting is good. Of course. Of course it is. And like, I don't got a problem with it, but I do got a problem with honking horns for two straight days and, pit, you know, people in Ottawa are fucking done. Like, they fucking had enough. Dude, someone died. Now, that... Because the that, ambulance that's couldn't... That's not true, get, actually. It's not? I'll, I'll confirm that. I saw the... I saw the whatever fact check well i'm today. glad i'm because, glad and that and this that's a perfect example though of what happens in these situations because i saw that post right i didn't share it didn't like it and nothing because i it was you know what the post said my friend who's a paramedic said that okay and then i was yeah, like yeah, okay yeah. well that's fucking unfounded right and they asked the ambulance auto ambulance about it today and they said no that didn't happen but they did say that three ambulances got hit by rocks driving downtown so I mean, accidental <laughs> probably at the end of the day. To, like, you know what I mean? It's still not, not, not an excuse, but I'm just saying like I'm sure people aren't like – because I, I also did see a different post that like ambulances were like actually being blocked off. And like, you know what I mean? Like if you have to lie to put down your opponent, then it's not, it's not good. You know, we, we have to be able to have well, civil, like, civil disagreements. These guys will bury themselves. Yeah. They already did, right? Like the whole thing's dead. You know, they're still there and they'll probably be there because they got fucking $8 million to camp out as long as they want. But I mean, the, the, it's already been tarred and feathered, you know? It's, it's like fucking yelling at the media, making me look bad. No, we just turn on the camera and you fucking do that yourself, right? But you see, like, the, uh, the other thing I kind of have, a, a, I, I take a little bit of issue with is what I've been doing every night, Kirstie's been getting kind of upset with me over it because she doesn't like the, the drama and, you know, the neg- negativity. I kind of thrive well, and on as it. a healthcare worker <laughs> she's got zero time for any of this it's true shit, right? you're right no you're right you're right but like i i just you know i'm curious you know and, and i don't i don't do any commenting but i like to cruise oh it is i, I definitely like I to took a, cruise i took a cruise because i'm like this <laughs> this has got like you know like we said the the i you know there is a very vocal crew of people that don't have a civics course among them, right? No. Like, it's just the craziest shit you could think of imaginable. And it's everything. Like you said, it's this, like I said, it's this coalescence of conspiracies. You've got fucking 5G people. You've got fucking yeah. va- anti-vaxxers. You've got fucking uh, people who want to overthrow the government. Like, and there's so many different facets to it. And it's like, well, that doesn't represent it. And that doesn't represent it, that. Does, not that, not that. It's, it's pretty hard to, like... Uh, I guess get sympathy for your cause when the forefront of it is so fucking obnoxious and absurd, it's true. right? It's true, and that's what I've been saying recently. Is just like the the minority is often appearing to be the majority based on how loud they are. Yeah, and the, uh, there's been bigger protests in Ottawa, albeit with less scenes and incidents, with less coverage. Right. right, like the the fact that they've been able to ger- generate such a buzz is part of why it just, I guess, a lot of people latched onto it, you know. And think about it, the way the world works now. I mean, we you got lots of keyboard activists, we'll call it. You know, oh, I'll share that. That looks good. I'll share that. Sweet. They don't yeah. fucking go and look into it. You know. What All I right. Mean? Well, speaking of sharing things, like answer me this. Then I'm sure you've seen the cartoon image that someone drew. 
where it's a huge crowd and they have love. They have signs that say love, peace, you know, and they look happy. Uh, and that's in the background. And then in the foreground are like four or five people that have words like hate, yeah, yeah. racism, and the media. There's a bunch of cartoon people um, depicted as media personnel, and they're all pointed at the people that say hate. Mm-hmm. And all the huge crowd of people that say love and peace yeah. aren't being, you know, that's the joke. Or not joke, that's the cartoon. Yeah. The cartoon is drawn to depict the media only shows you the bad stuff, doesn't show you the good stuff. Mm-hmm. So is that where they're coming from? Where they say, like, the media well, censors what, things? What like, you, what is the media but censoring? You, but what do you have to say, right? Like, what do you do when you look? Like, a very common, I know, theme in that world is anything that's bad is made up. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like anything is bad. No, it's just fake news. It's the Trump thing, right? Anything is bad is fake news. No, it's not true. You know, like it's it's instead of actually confronting the issue, say. Yeah, but lately it's been. You know, the, late- it's like fucking wear your bullshit. But like I said, it's putting fucking lipstick on a pig. It's putting, it's putting on a front to get your ideas into the mainstream, right? Right. But lately, it's been more of almost the opposite than what you said, where good things have been happening, i.e. advances in you know, medicines, right. like vaccinations, boosters, things but like that. But we got to read about a bunch of fucking pissed off rednecks downtown Ottawa instead. <laughs> but you see, you got to be careful, dude, because like what I was getting at before is like it, it, it kind of hurts me because I see loved ones and friends and family and people, sure. that, I, like people I said, that I know have a good head on their shoulders. But and I'm sure it's well-intentioned. Like, I don't got a problem with it. Like, but being someone, I guess, being aware and, like, actually paying attention and um, kind of understanding what went into it is what is so, like, uh, off-putting, I guess, yeah. to me, right? I, I just – I get so confused. Like, the, my, my favorite thing to do is cruise the comments section. And, and the only reason that I like to do that is because I do enjoy being, like – you know, I, I see a comment and I'm just like, oh boy. Like, and then there's 147 replies and it's just like <laughs> this, I got to get settled in. I, I got to get settled in. Like these people are going to, and what, you know, I don't know. I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't be taking pleasure in doing that, but I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just people watching. It's like an online version of people watching. And when I remember when I was a kid and I used to go to fucking Target and the, when we were on vacation, I would have to sit there <laughs> while my parents were shopping, you know, or I'd sit with my sister on the bench or something. I used to just just people watch. Yeah. I used to just look around and watch people act and I wasn't like, you know, impacting their lives mm. or anything. I wasn't judging them. Well, I guess that maybe I was judging them, well, but probably. that was internal. I'm not putting it online or, you know, yeah. saying yeah. racist things or anything. So I kind of do that online right now. I just kind of cruise the comment sections and I like, sometimes I'll be like, babe, look at this one. And she'll be <laughs> like, babe, I don't want to read it anymore. And I'll be like, no, you have to read it. You know? And, yeah. and it's just like chock full of like the worst grammatical errors that yeah. you've ever seen. Like not typos. Like yeah. they don't even know how to spell words. Now that's, I'm not saying you got to have a fucking medical degree. I could degree just see like how, uh, to how have an angry opinion, the but... person is on the other end. Just like I always picture somebody just beating the fuck out of a keyboard. But just... you know, it's all phone now though, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And they're all, it's all pocket like it's with you I at thought, all times um, you're, you're getting mad in Walmart and I think dude it's really unfortunate <laughs> when we look at the grand scheme of things because now like people I'm guilty of it myself Kirsty gets mad at me too often I'm on my phone too much right okay everyone is on their phone too much and you now you can say that with, on I guess your a phone, lot of these people but dude, are on their phone when you too look much, at right? your, yes that's what I'm Did getting you at you see the lady uh, the video of the lady who's like well, I shouldn't have taken my Facebook away that was oh. my favorite <laughs> clip she was I 
they were interviewing her like on CTV or something. She's like, yeah, and she like she was talking about like mass or mayonnaise or whatever, and then she's like, and real reason my hair is because they they turn, took my Facebook away, and I ain't leaving. <laughs> well, what do you what? Do you, Oh, I did see that. She got like banned from Facebook. Which, man, what do you have to do to get banned from Facebook? Like, how often would you have to get like reported and like? Because I'm sure they even suspend you before they ban you completely. Right? Oh yeah, you get banned. Well, yeah. you, you get you get like 30 day bans or whatever. Somebody got to show her how to make a new email address. <laughs> and I and I ain't leaving. Uh, okay, listen. Yeah, let's, let's get out of there. Get the fuck out of there. Get away I from can't there. You even said convoy. I know we went way too. We went way further into it than I would have liked. I I meant to ask you pre recording. Hey, do you want to even get into the convoy or do you want to just avoid it completely? Uh, you put a bit of quarter. In me there, so <laughs> I think I did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, I guess the overall point is that you can you can totally identify with a couple of things, like I said, fucking, but not identify with that crew. You know what I mean? I think that's I totally legitimate, and it's unfortunate that I guess that's where a lot of uh, attention has gone gone to. And because I'm, sure, I'm sure there's people doing legitimate work that you don't see fucking all over the place to make progress on this on some of these issues anyway. Anyway, uh, moving on. Let's uh, let's go Leafs because we uh, we shorted you guys last episode. We didn't do any Leaf talk, and so far we all we just polluted you with the shit you see on the internet for the past four days. So Leafs. How, do you, how do you like that? <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck are we doing? And if you're not a Leaf fan, you're gonna hate this whole episode because we just <laughs> we just talked about the stupidest thing going on in the world <laughs> alongside the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, but man, come on, like what? Like it's 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 topical. Like there's it is really topical. there's really not much. Like I don't know. I, th- I honestly, um, my one buddy did message me and he yeah. said, "Man, I'm I put look- a quarter in myself." He there, said, so. "I'm looking forward." You did. He said, "I'm looking forward to uh, hearing what you guys have to say about this freedom convoy." And I said. I don't yeah. think we're going to talk about it to be completely honest with you but like I didn't I wouldn't want to sit there and talk about it like in in the serious manner such as the way we addressed Black Lives Matter Black right. Lives Matter was an important episode for us to address with a very serious tone Well this whole tone. thing's kind of a clown show right like yeah. it's a, you know Joy and surf in the comments because I'm laughing at people and the memes are dank on this. Like well, they're getting one, ripped dude, on so hard. Dude, I saw one guy a picture. Like I guess I guess it classifies as a meme, but it's a picture of a guy in like a fucking banana hammock speedo with a little Canadian flag like on the fucking penis part, the front <laughs> or whatever. And he's got a, a sign. I don't know what his sign said, but he was naked. He just had a speedo on. <laughs> and the title of the meme was. If this ain't freedom, I don't know what is. <laughs> and I was just like, you know what? I said to my cousin, I was like, I don't care what side of the fence you're on. This is funny. It is funny. It's funny. You know? Yeah. Actually, the, I'll, I'll, before we move on, from the, the most fire comment I saw the whole time was someone said, well, what the fuck is this bullshit? Unless you guys are fighting for my right to smoke on airplanes again, then I don't give a fuck. And I just started <laughs> dying laughing because he seemed like he was actually legitimate like it wasn't joking <laughs> like now i say aloud probably was joking but yeah yeah he, he was just like he was piling on with the rest of them but it was just in there amongst it where he's like unless i can smoke in airplanes or restaurants or something i don't give a shit what you guys are doing well i remember like in in in, in today's day and age like you wonder if any one tweet or comment that you make could could blow up and become the next meme and i i, I had a comment in one of my group chats that i I remember as soon as I made the comment, I was like, I should almost tweet that 
because it could blow up. And I said to the boys, I was like, remember when we used to just gather peacefully on Parliament Hill and smoke weed and play bongo drums? That was uh, remember those good old when, days back when uh, when uh, Parliament Hill gatherings were cool. They well, were that's fun. what I, that's what I'm getting at. Remember when it was just a peaceful day to smoke weed and play bongo drums? Yeah, <laughs> hacky sack on the hill all day until your fucking eyes bleed out of exactly, your face. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, man. I miss those days. Yeah. Jeez, uh, I miss the days where the Leafs play lots instead of never play, and now we get back to back games. Yeah, pretty fucking fantastic, right? Uh, Two games against New Jersey starting tonight and tomorrow night, so we're going to get a little bit more Peter Mrazek action. And uh, perfect segue, I'll lead off with your one bullet point right there, man. Peter Mrazek, let's talk about him. Yeah. Because you know I'm hype train. Yeah, you've been about it, and you're probably happy he's finally playing. I'm happy he's finally playing. Am I happy with how he's playing? Yeah. It's hard to expect too much, too, considering how derailed his season's been due to injury. So, and and you, I, you know what's good is that they're still winning hockey games, and it's the middle of January. It's the most, like, no-care time of the season. So, get his reps in. Get, you know, work towards where you want him to be now. The only thing I disagree with that you said is the no-care part of the season Normally, you're right. Normally, you are very, yeah. very I'm thinking, right. I'm thinking more from, a, I guess, a fan perspective because it, that's not how Sheldon's looking at it. And we can tell by the way he's you know, trying to keep this yes, fresh, right? exactly. Well, for the Leafs, that's where I was going to say the only like why I disagreed with you is because specifically this season, mm. the Toronto Maple Leafs, every two points is huge. Yeah, they're in a dogfight for the trying division. Trying to win the division. Yeah. Trying to win the division. Dude, if we could win this division with the competition that they have, okay, that is a huge, huge plus. Like, that is a big, big deal for the t- for this team to lead the division that has the likes of fucking Tampa in it. Florida is unreal now. Carolina is unreal. If you told me 10 years ago the Leafs were going to be in a dogfight with Tampa and Florida and Carolina for the yeah. division and the Bruins were not looking too fucking good, you know, yeah. I'd tell Mind you, you you're surging crazy. lately, though. Yeah, kind of. But I, I'll, I'll tell you, except for that Dallas game. But I'll tell you, um, it, it's, it's a real breath of fresh air. The boys are fucking good. They play good hockey. And you really got to pick apart certain things about the team if you want to nitpick. Unfortunately, un- very unfortunately, the one thing that you can nitpick on is fucking blown leads, man. Again. Hey, you know what? Again. I'm going to counter you on that one because – and I'll, I'll say I bored a bit of this because there was quite a discussion about it on Overdrive the other day that kind of rang true to me, and it's that the way the game is played now, how hard it is to defend, and the amount of like kind of high-end offense – Leads are just not safe, you know? And I think as Leaf fans, because of some of the more, I guess, debilitating ones we've experienced, we put way too much weight on a blown lead. I don't know, Way man. too much. They like... blew a, flu, a few, and you know what? I know early in the season, we're like, hey, they're managing their wins, they're defending well, but there's no sit back and lock down in the NHL anymore. It's too hard, you know? No, but that's that's that's... What are you saying? That's what we do. That's yeah, why it's... Un- so does Florida. So does Tampa. They all blow fucking leads. But we are so fucking hyper-focused on the Leafs and their previous history that we think we're the... You know, no, we dude, blow a lead you, and we're the worst. Show me some fucking stats. All right. You're going to sit here and listen to me type then. Well, I'll type it out. Fuck what are you sakes. typing? I want you to tell me how many fucking two-goal leads teams like Tampa and Florida 
and Carolina have I guess blown. I should have came armed with stats. I well, didn't, I didn't realize. Challenge me on I, this. I didn't know we were. You gonna, don't trust me. <laughs> no, it's not that I don't trust you. It's that I I think your point. If if you are able to show me these stats and they ring true, your point is so hammered home, dude. It's so hammered home because the way I'm looking at it right now, I, I'm not happy at all. Is your stat going to make me feel more happy about it? It will. It will. Because it'll just make me feel like it's part of the game. Even though I know it's just part of the game. I know it's just part of the game. But why does it have to be part of our game all the time? Why do we have to fucking blow leads all the time? And it's like they're dominating games and then they just don't. They they stop playing offense all of a sudden. Yeah, and, and I think that's part of the problem and maybe a change in the philosophy of the way teams defend because... Uh, and and it goes back to the Babcock years, and I and you probably heard me if you've been a long time listener, you hear me say this on the show that they the Leafs sucked at defending, and it was not conducive to their play style. They sucked at locking it down. They sucked at just taking the foot off the gas, switching to a one-two-two or whatever it was, sure. right? And now it just seems that with the way the game is played, it's much more common to see comebacks, and I think that's great really, at the end of the day, for the entertainment value I of agree. the game. But frustrating as a fan. Of course. But if you ask me about blowing a 3-1 lead now as opposed to blowing a 3-1 lead five years ago, my perspective has changed. Fair. Yeah. I think it's just, I think it's just easier to blow is what it is. Well, they always say the two-goal lead. Yeah. They always say the two-goal lead is is the most dangerous lead in hockey. Why do they say that? Probably because statistics will show you the team that is down 4-2, if they score 4-3, she going to be tied. Like yeah. The likelihood that it's going to end up being tied at some point is very great. The The inability to I bounce think the 3-1 back thing is, is a mental thing. For us. You mean for, for us anybody? for anybody? For anybody. If you're playing the game, I think it's a mental thing. It's like almost like next goal wins. It's almost like next goal wins. But you're up 4-1. Even though you're up 2. But you're up 4-1, and all of a sudden it feels like you're gone, right? Not for us. 3-1, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, give me some. So anyway, uh, all right, so I've got Vegas blowing a three-goal lead uh, in December. They were up uh, 3-1 and lost 4-3. I've got Tampa blowing a lead to the Islanders, up 2-0, lost 3-2. This is just... uh, there's light, the light. No, that's too long. Oh, I'm glad. Sorry. I'm glad our headset cords are long because I need to see what you're seeing. Yeah. Here. So I've got. Oh, look at you! Look at you! You're just on Google. You're just on Google it's typing. Actually, in. It's actually DuckDuckGo. <laughs> what, what, what did you fucking say? T- uh, blows lead. He says, "Okay, I." I well, what you I asked me know. if they blow leads? They blow leads. I there think you go. The the easier thing to type into Google would have been NHL teams that blow multi-goal leads there's probably it's analytic days right it's 2022 there's yeah. lots of analytics if, i'm sure if you gave me some more time i you're could right go no, you're into right. how many blown leads each team has but my overall point i think still holds water and it's that it happens to everybody but i won't argue we that. freak the fuck out about it because of 2012 <laughs> <laughs> well it was 2013 whatever <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, well, all right. Moving on from the blown leads thing. Um, see, you're right, dude. Like, we were talking about goalies. No, I know, but you got you, you must be right because look how fucking triggered I was all of a sudden when we started talking about, like, I just kind of said it in passing. And you were like, you were like, well, I don't know, man. Lots of teams blow leads. But that's I'm what like, I do. Oh, I, fuck I'm you. A, I don't care. Part of my job teams. here is to burst your bubble. 
with facts, but I didn't have any to back myself up. So I don't care about the other teams. <laughs> oh man! Typical Leaf fan shit. I no, <laughs> not a clue what the fuck's going on elsewhere. Well, it's not that I don't have a clue. I know, it's I that know. I don't care. I know. I don't yeah, that. See, that's really what it is. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. Goalies. So, okay. I am. I am concerned about Jack. Do you want, yeah. Do you want, like? Are Tell me you? Why. Are you? I. Okay. So I am only because he started already started more games than he's ever started. So you're on a fatigue. Well, concern? that's what I was thinking. That was the natural reaction. Like he's starting more than he should be, and because Maria has been injured. But also, part of me is like, well, they're also playing like once or maybe twice a week for the last month and a half. So how tired can he be? And I and I I can't really say. I don't know what it's like to play goalie in the NHL and shit. But maybe it's both though is the answer. Well, it it, it is. It, it it has to be both. But uh, I don't know how to quantify it or how to like really get my point across here mm-hmm. because I'm not I'm not worried about Jack. No, I'm not. But my I do. I'm have- more worried about Mrazek's ability to. Uh, give the starts and the, I guess the wins that we need trustworthy starts to get us the rest of the way. I think my concern, and I think it's unfair. I'm going to preface my concern with why it's unfair. I think it's unfair because he has really done nothing. Jack Campbell has done nothing to show me that I can't count on him. Right. Cause all he's done is light it up, but whether it's unfair or not, this is, where I stand. I do have a level of concern because there's got to be some type of reason why he is such a late bloomer. Hmm. And are we sure that this late bloomer who has now been thrust into the largest of spotlights in his profession. Mm-hmm. It's not like he just made the show and he's playing over here in Arizona or something and, and doing really well. No, he's playing for goddamn Toronto. You know, he's made it he's made his way to the top of the mountain. Not to say that the leaves top of the mountain they haven't won anything, but you know what I mean in terms of getting coverage and getting your name well known. Like people know who he is. I just wonder if I should be concerned at all about like if things start to go badly, can he write that right can he write it if he has a bad game and then he doesn't have a very good game the next game Mm -hmm. are we into a situation where he's not playing great right now at all Mm -hmm. or can he wipe the slate clean and come back with a game three shutout performance or something like that right you know and win the game for how does he bounce back kind of thing yeah and i don't know about that and it does Mm -hmm. scare me it does yeah it scares me and i think that's always been the uh the concern with uh campbell is not really un knowing what exactly we have, but since it's been so positive and been so good, we haven't really had a reason to, I guess, peel back the layers and really really delve into it or, or, or even get that concern because on the surface, it's just been, it's been great and we feel spoiled almost that this has worked out so well with him. Well, again, like as I was saying that I have this level of concern, I was feeling guilty because it's like, I don't know. I mean, how many how many really bad goals have you seen him give up? Very few, right? Yeah. But then all of a sudden, you know, the Leafs don't win a couple games, and he lets in three or four. So even even though the three or four that he let in might not be that bad or anything, he still did. He still let in three or four. You know, so yeah, that stat exists as it is. Whether it went off of someone's ass and in the net, or mm-hmm. or you were screened or not, you still let them in. 
So I think he looked human in a few games recently, and I think the team overall has looked kind of meh. And you know what? They might be more negatively impacted by the infrequency of play than he actually is at the end of the day. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so back to Miraza quickly, though. Like, I think he's got to play. Yeah, he's got to play still. You need to know what he's got, and so far it's kind of a mixed bag. Like, I would argue we don't know exactly what we have in Mrazek at this current time. I think it's really important that they just get him to game shape. Uh, yeah, and I think we were saying that a couple episodes ago too when he when he was still injured. I, I do I do specifically remember saying that uh, like he needs to come back and he needs to be ready to go for some still meaningful games in the final third of the season. Yeah. If you're going to break it up into three pieces, it needs to be Jack, Jack, Peter. Mm-hmm. Instead of throughout the course of the season, you rotate because we haven't had yeah. that luxury And of they rotating. may have wanted that in the first place, and it sounded like they kind of did. But then, and oh, sorry to interrupt you, but then what about, what about leaving Jack on the bench and then he's not ready for playoffs? Right. Uh, and, and it can, like, definitely can't be... They're definitely going to treat him like the starter. I mean, he's obviously the starter. He's earned it and all that. So I, I see it being kind of like you said, three here, one there, three here, one there. Busy week, okay, maybe two for Mrazek. Like, they're going to have some jam-packed weeks because we got a lot of games to make up during that uh, Olympic break. You know what? Actually, I did the research on that. Oh, man, I left it in my car. Okay, anyway, it doesn't matter. I didn't do it for the show. I did it for fantasy. Um, the you. You would think that there's so many more games in the next two weeks, like for for fantasy hockey, because you know how it goes till Sunday. Like this this fantasy week is two weeks long. It goes till Sunday, February the thirteenth. So it's from tonight until the thirteenth of February. So you would think I know there's an All Star game in there, but you would think that there would be so many more games. There's there's not. There are some teams that only play one game hmm. in that time frame. The L A Kings. They miss any, eh? The L A Kings, the San Jose Sharks, and Tampa Bay Lightning, I believe, only play. One game between now and the and the thirteenth of February. Yeah, it's going to be. And a, other teams play six. Ottawa plays six. It's going to be absolute shit too for the Canadian teams. They're the ones who are really going to be working their asses off throughout this period of time. Um, I guess one of the other concerns, not too far from the net, that we've had recently is really un, unfortunately another Muzzin injury, and it seems like there's a bit of a setback there as well because he didn't skate today. And, you know, yeah, as, as Riley and, and Brody are best defensemen, but I would argue in a sense that Muzzin is one of our most important. And, you know, if you were a listener of this show, you've heard us stroke him off constantly. <laughs> um, but I think what the one thing it's kind of shown us, it, it has exposed the young lads a bit, Sandine Lilligren, I'd say Lilligren in particular. And it's it's probably made... I think it's made Dubas probably go on the hunt for a defenseman. Like, are you not wanting an, an extra body back there? Yes. You think? Yes. Because I, I, I just noticed, and this is especially relevant in the playoffs, that the the amount of physical play and pressure that gets more, the more physical play and pressure that gets put on some of those young guys, the, the harder time they have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you think about how important it was when we lost Jake Muzzin for, you know, game seven, I think it was, right? Didn't he get hurt in game six? It might have been earlier than Against that. Montreal. Yeah, and, and he game, was hurt the year before, too. Game five, and, and then he was hurt uh, against the Colum- in the Columbus series as well. Yeah. Um, they just don't have a guy like him, I think, which is a big part of that. He's, he's a, a unicorn on the Leafs' D. 
Yeah, he's a right? bruiser. Yeah, he's out there to bruise and and but he but he makes smart decisions with the puck too. He's yeah. not like a liability. Well, he's a good. He's a big physical guy. He's uh, intimidating presence and he can move. Right? He yeah. Can move. Yeah. So the the problem is is that really where do you go to acquire something that the Leafs need? Like, are they really are they really that interested in the likes of um, Klingberg? Sorry, I almost, right. almost blanked there. Klingberg is rumored to be, you know, on the market. I think it's well known by now. Yeah, but I see them going after more of a bottom four guy. Right? Yeah, because Klingberg is such a big, big name, right? You bring yeah. a big name in, and I think they're just looking for something different. I think they have what he has in Morgan Riley, TJ Brody. You could say Rasmus Sandin. Like he's a puck mover, right? Yeah, and I think they'll be looking for more like a, you know, bench rot. Type player like a defensive, defenseman. a defensive defenseman, all reliable. Or as my my favorite Babcockism uh, when he when he Good described bro. when he described uh, Ron Hainsey, he knows where to stand. He oh. says. <laughs> <laughs> one of those guys though, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Just that guy who's always where he's supposed to be, and you know he's not flashy. He doesn't fucking put up points. He's just there. Right? You're right. And hey, we can we can harp on Babcock all we want, but. You know, fact remains, he did coach at the highest level, and he knows a thing or two about a thing or two. You know, whether we like- I just like how he oversimplified yeah. why Ron Hainsey was good. Well, he knows where to stand. He knows where to stand. Yeah. yeah, it's been pretty good. I'm actually really excited to see. You know, I think I've said this to you in recent years, dude. Where like, it's just it's just a time now where as a Leaf fan, like I've been a Leaf fan for so long. It's it's been it's been so long since we had any real success, but. I will. I have to admit, like I, I'm not happy at all that they keep losing in the first round. But remember the days where they didn't even come close. Well, yeah, when it was okay, we stopped watching in early March because they were fucking Gonzo. You know, you know. Like, like, do you remember watching? It used to be tough. I forget what it's like. Thank goodness. But what it's like to watch a loser ass team in February, March that is not making the playoffs, and you're just watching them with the hopes that maybe they win to make you smile on a Saturday night. But then you're like, what a pathetic existence. But you're like, will it really make me smile? Because. I'd like a chance to get the first overall pick or something. Oh, wait, never mind. We no, traded our I first think, round pick. So. Well, I think back then, too, I had the mindset of, like, whatever, just entertain me today, please, for the love of God. Yeah. You know, like, I always found myself, I was one of those fans who was like, the least are doing well. So I'm like, looking at the standings. Oh, yeah, just a few points ahead of him right yeah. here. And then when they're losing, don't even show me the fucking standings. No. I don't want to. I don't care. I know. Don't even want to see yeah. them. Who's in first? Does I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, where I was going with it is the feeling at the trade deadline. Is it ever? Is it ever night and day between what it used to be like and right. what it's like now. Like now it's like it's like ooh ooh like yeah. I wonder who they're gonna get, you know, and, and, and before it was almost like fuck and just trade them away, like get some picks, like do this, do something, you know. But now it's like it's exciting. Like I know that they're a cap strap team, mm-hmm. but it, it is exciting to see uh, you know, what kind of what kind of player they're positioning? Are they thinking about maybe making a hockey deal with some term on it? Because I know Dubas likes to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team, the team, in my opinion, now is is fun. It's fun to follow. Obviously, the games are are looking good. The the boys are playing with a lot of confidence out there, and uh, it's been it's been a fun season, man. As man. we know, as we know, let's go. Remember, we said when they lost to Montreal, we said like 
this is this is fucked, you know? Like, don't even talk to me until the playoffs start. Well, here we are, and we're doing our podcast in January. Like you said, the dog days of the season. We're still doing our podcast. So, obviously, they mean something to us still. It's still fun to watch the boys. I know nothing really matters until the playoffs, but I'm enjoying the season. Hey, at least it does matter, though, because we have been in those positions before where you're like, hey, they're not catching Tampa. They're not catching Boston. So, like... It's boring. Just mailing it in. It's lame. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's when it's like really at the pinnacle of like unexciting, I guess, because there's very little effect, I guess, or very little weight on a win or loss at that time. Well, it's a lame duck season at that um, point. Talking about the, the trade market, though, so you think for sure, like, what do you like percentage-wise on Dubas making a move. We'll oh, say. 100%. 100, yeah. Cause oh. he, I mean, he's been active every year, so he's, there's no reason why we shouldn't think he's going to do it. So do you think the priorities on the back end, especially with the Muzzin injury now? I mean, okay, I think it has to be, but I kind of don't know. Like, right. I don't know, man. Like, there there are some names So out is there. this Claude Giroux thing, was that just made up? Because I swear I didn't find any verifiable source on that. I just saw somebody tweeted it. No. There's no verifiable source. I don't, you know, I've noticed people have been doing this lately is that they'll say like, Chris Johnson said on this podcast and they'll just make something up. Uh. Or they'll say, Elliot Freeman, because I think that's where I saw it. Somebody said, Elliot Freeman said 31 <laughs> thoughts that Claude Giroux, Toronto made an offer or something. And I'm like, what? And I got super horny about it. Oh right? my God, Obviously, dude. like, man, so what a beauty that guy is. I have only thought in my brain about how cool it would be if Giroux came to Toronto. We have no need for him whatsoever. There, it really doesn't make any sense. Blah, blah, blah. But I don't care about any of that. Just the pure fantasy. I'm playing Xbox and I want to bring Claude Giroux over to the Leafs mm. and put him in a 28 jersey and watch him skate around. Like, it's sick. I love the guy. I love him on the ice, off the ice. I'm a huge Claude Giroux supporter. Man, oh man. Uh, like, there's not a whole lot that I wouldn't do to bring him to the Leafs, man, in terms yeah. of managerial skills. Not and I wonder what that else. would cost you. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not, I have no idea, but I'm just curious as to what uh, price. Because you got to figure if you're Philly, like, you have to consider it. Now, you, they might talk to him. He'd be like, fuck that. I'm, I'm staying or whatever. And they respect that because of who well, he is. But... As it was reported and confirmed that this week, the, during the All-Star break, there will be discussions between his camp and... Okay, the so they're going to figure out his, They're going to plan figure, his yeah. future. Yeah. yeah. Does it, he, and it's, it's basically, a, does he want to stay or go? It's basically. such a weird situation, too, because like you're loyal, you might love it there, so you want to stay, but then your loyalty to the franchise makes you go like, yeah, you know what? You guys should get something for me while you can. The Sundin debate? Yeah, sort of, you know. Uh, and I'm still not happy with the way that, you know, people... The revisionist history, I guess I'll say. Wait, I or thought, even at the time. Wait, I, I thought you were going to say you're not happy with how that went. Uh, no, I, well, I was unhappy with the way Sundin was portrayed during that, and I partially blame JFJ for that too. So me too. So I, I'm okay with what Sundin did. I always, oh, 100%, I always will yeah, be. Hundred percent. Yeah, I always will be, and I have other Leaf fans. Sorry, that, 15 years. You're the best player, one of the best players in franchise history, and you're the captain. Yeah, you can dictate your own terms. Yes. Yes. Now, did it did it hurt? Did it sting? Oh, when when he decided to ultimately leave later? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> it most definitely did because then we could have we could have well they could have brought him back. Right? Yeah, like, they exactly. Brought him back and they didn't. Yeah, that's embarrassing. It's it it's like very reminiscent of Alfredson going to Detroit. Yeah, you're right. End, you're because, right. Because Ottawa somehow couldn't get a deal done for the 
I guess the best player in franchise fucking history. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, you're right. You and that's break. why it stings more is because ultimately they we yeah. ended up losing him for effectively nothing. And if we were gonna, if we were going to lose him anyways, then you might as well have gotten something for him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, it did make it upsetting. But at the end of the day, like. I have no, I have no problem with you know the fact that he nixed a, a trade, and and if yeah. I were a Flyers fan, I wouldn't have an issue with Claude saying no. I no, be he's orange. given so much to that team. It's it's you know it, it's certainly the end of an era of a team that was relatively competitive for a long time, and you know it's like this was the last kind of kick of the can with that core. They did actually get rid of Voracek, obviously in the off season, but but dude, like how many elite players in the history of the league, cup or not? Have suited up for one team and one yeah. team only. Yeah, you know Gretzky didn't even do it. Yeah, it's so uh, it's so uncommon. It might be something that players cherish. Okay, look, I guess I could win a cup, but what if I don't? Then I just went to a new fucking city. I uprooted my family. Mm-hmm. I've been here for seventeen years. I have all these charities. I have all these yeah. weekly commitments that I do with the hospitals. Now I'm going to Colorado. I'm going to go there for a few months. And now, like, I don't know, man. I thought maybe, like, maybe Drew would be slightly inclined to come to Canada just because he's he lives here in the offseason. He's not uh, one of those guys who never comes back, you know? I can't go on Twitter uh, for a week without finding – Someone that wants to link Giroud to Ottawa, like in what right. in what world though would they be like, hey, let's make an offer? Yeah, it makes no sense <laughs> from any standpoint. <laughs> like the only way it makes sense is if he's a disgruntled twenty three year old and he's really good and he's under contract <laughs> yeah. for seven more years. Yeah, you get a first for him. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it'd be interesting. Like, you figure he's got to fetch at least a first, right? Like the first and the second. Or well, something. you're paying for name there. Big time, yeah. You're paying for that guy, like that guy who's kind of been there, done that, been around the block. I'd buy the jersey immediately. Yeah, not lying to you. Yeah, the China I'd, jersey or the real. No, jersey? I'd buy a real jersey. Holy shit! Well, I did. I did my due diligence. Okay, I got the poppy. I got the JT. Yeah, you know, you did your due diligence on that, but not the truck convoy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so Sheldon Keith calls the boy soft after getting dusted. By the Rangers at MSG. Yeah, that was a poor choice of words there. It's keeper. totally like not known. You're not in Pembroke anymore, Sheldon. You can't just call them soft. <laughs> it's not the Pembroke Observer and friggin' Kojiko here. Like, Dude, it's so true, man. Like He had to come out and say something after. And, he had to clarify. And, and, you talked about an overdrive. He was on there last week. And he's like, yeah, you know, I came out to reiterate. And he, he gave like it, yeah. a good 10-minute answer or whatever on kind of why... And it made perfect sense. And I think I, I understood it at the time. That the, the context was, there's no way he's just calling his team soft in general, right? Oh, Jesus Christ. The Leafs just got scored on. That's dusty. Um, there's no way he's just calling them soft in general. You just wouldn't do that, even if you truly believed it. But, no, but, they, but he, they, was, he was right, though. They in were that soft moment. in the moment. They, they didn't rise to the occasion. They didn't compete when they needed to, right? That's right. And they let New York run rampant on them. Yes, I agree. And they what he clarified like whether you want to call it backpedaling or whatever. I like you said, I agree with what he said. Like he clarified it to mean, look at, you know, it's not like I'm calling the boys yeah. soft as a whole. It was in the moment. Yeah. But when you look at big picture, this comes back to what we talked about earlier with the blown leads thing. Yeah, I might be 
overblowing the blown leads because of how much it's show me on the doll where the blown leads have hurt you. But like <laughs> at the end, at the end of the day, it is true, right? Like the boys were soft in that moment. Mm-hmm. So if you can look to a specific moment and say, you guys were soft right there. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what, dude, it only takes a fucking seed to grow into a tree. Yeah. You know, and you got you, you to gotta get all the seeds. If you don't want any trees, you got to get all the seeds out of the fucking yeah. way, man. Like, it, you know? It, it's interesting because it, de- it definitely did trigger a discussion about, like, is there an existential, eh, sorry, existential crisis with this group as in, like, oh, yeah, well, is this a larger reflection of who they are and why they never get it done in the playoffs because they, you know, they, they operate at the same pace all the time. But is they, that wrong They don't to say. adapt. It's not inaccurate. It's not. But is it? But is it wrong to project onto everything and be like, "Yep, yeah, this is just like also wrong." And also, as a fan, like that's not like don't do that to yourself. Don't be like, "Yeah, there's no way these guys will ever win the playoffs." Why would you do that to yourself? Yeah, but those are Totaso. Those are Totaso fans. Well, and that's stop watching right now. Then, but there's there's you know, don't watch. Yeah, but gonna lose. dude, honestly, I fucking bet you we're like pert near fifty fifty. Do you think like the whole fan base? I like, think I think yeah. half the fan base is just waiting for them to fail again, and the other half is idiots thinking that they're not. The hate watching—that's a very common thing with the Leafs. But it used to be like seventy thirty. Yeah, everyone was like, "Leafs are the best," even though we knew we sucked. We yeah. sucked for twenty years every, or whatever it was, and we we're like, year "No, we're going the best. in." You're like, "Go, Leafs, let's go!" go. Yeah, yeah, you know. And then it slowly yeah. started to creep and creep and creep and creep. And I'm worried, man. Like we're almost at fifty fifty now. You got you got some Leaf fans. Let's call it fifty percent of them that you talk to out of ten people. You got five Leaf fans that are like, "Man, I just love the Leafs, man. I fucking mm-hmm. wear my jersey. I can't wait to go to the games, watch the games, blah blah." And then the 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 next five are like fucking hate this team, man. I don't even know why I fucking watch. I fucking hate this team. And then they win, and they're like, yeah, man, I fucking love that I hate this team. And they kind of like, I don't know, dude. Like, are you, are you allowed to do that? <laughs> like, I guess you are. I can't tell you how to watch the team. I can't tell you how to fucking watch the team, but I don't know if that really counts. There's I don't know if it really counts that you're packing it in in the second period down by two, and then they score six goals in a row and blow the game wide open, and you're like, Mitch Marner with the hat trick. I knew it. And you're like, right. no, you did not know it. Yeah, you had a tweet in the drafts that said, this team's garbage, blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's true. There is definitely a contingent of the fan base that is like waiting to shit on them. Yes. Right? Every corner. And I think it's a lot of it is like, you never learned how to, you don't know what it's like to cheer for and watch a a good team. So I think there's fans that just are still like learning what that's about. You know what? That's a really good way to put it. And let me, let me make a, you're just used to shitting on them. Let me make a slight adjustment to what you said because I love it and I think it could use one tweak. You're not used to watching a team that should win. Right. Yeah. That is the better team. I don't know. So far, we can say, what, 80% of the time? The team they play? should win most right? of the games. Like and they are winning most of the games, but then sometimes yeah. they lose the but games. But when they lose or they blow a lead, everyone's like, oh, it's fucking. Same old. Well, same exactly. Old like, shit. it's always made into a bigger deal because we wear all that shit from all those years. We wear that. They don't, though. Like, right now, we're watching the game, three and a half minutes in, New Jersey up 1 nothing. Four nothing in shots. Leafs don't have a shot yet. Yeah. Three and a half minutes in. We, are we going to say slow starts? Fucking told you. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Is like here we go again with the slow starts. There are, you know, there's times too where think about it. So when we're 
we have to understand that our psychology is way different than theirs too. Of course, we're pl- we're watching the game. They're up three one. We're like, oh, I don't know about three one. Like that's not so good for us. <laughs> but like, they're not skating around. And went man, eight years ago, I lost the game three one, and and uh, is it going to happen to me again? Like they're not thinking about that. And if you yeah. are, I don't think you can make it and perform at the highest level to begin with. You know what I mean? So I, I find that we carry this fucking baggage for them all the time. And and then it, it funnels its way through our outrage or the media or whatever. Ask them about, like, well, the history of blowing leads and shit. And then they're like, fuck. Yeah, yes. sorry. Thanks for reminding me that we blew a lead, you know, two two years ago and lost to a back a friggin' rink-attended goalie and <laughs> shit like that, you know? Like... <laughs> They're like, fuck! I'm a professional hockey player. Like, I don't wake up. This, I don't wake up screaming in the night thinking about that one game from six years ago that Dude, you just brought up. It's so true, though, because I I have had this conversation with multiple people before, where it's I've said, listen, though, is it really? Is it honestly fair for you to put the failures of other players and pre like prior teams? on the shoulders of the current players. Right. It, no, it's not. It's ridiculous. But we do it, right? But uh, like even even before players had an opportunity to like it's in the make logo, a name for themselves. Not the team, right? Like when Matthews was drafted, you know, and he instantly, like he would have been so much better off to have been drafted by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Just go play hockey for Columbus and be the American Rick Nash and be amazing and everyone will love you. Everyone will love you because you're just really good. But no, you had to get drafted to the Leafs. Well, if you don't like him, then I, I couldn't even consider you a fan, to be honest. Well, people don't like like he's a, he's a Leaf. Come on, you know what I'm saying, oh, right? right. Like the, you know what you I'm know, saying. Like the rest of the league, has he's a Leaf. You. So everyone hates yeah. him now. But I think he's well. I don't know. I think Matthews transcends that because he's too good. No, he doesn't, dude. Do you, do, you, do you not go online at all? Like a fucking Facebook comment or a Facebook post about yeah, Matthews that, two goals. But that's like oh fucking Matthew, pull your pants down, Matthew. Blah, blah, blah. But that's just straight. Everybody hates it. Them. Yeah, but you don't. What I'm saying is you don't find yeah. that on. You don't find that whenever TSN posts something about Oliver Ekman Larson when he played in Arizona. Right. Oliver Ekman Larson gets a six point game. But that's just people just doing their thing. Like I don't think that's representative of the general consensus of hockey fans. No, you know no, no, I mean? no. Like, it's not. But what I'm saying is the attention, the, the negative attention, right, right. is unfortunate for the guy. Yeah, but I mean, he's not go- clicking on TSN posts on Facebook and. In the comments. Are you sure? I'm pretty fucking sure. <laughs> the guy has got a life. Last year in the playoffs, Marner was what Marner in the interview said the boys the boys agreed to turn off social. Yeah. Well, it's probably a problem for some guys. So that's what I'm saying. Like I I, I agree with you. A superstar talent like Austin Matthews, I'm sure his team and whatever. But dude, you but don't you don't really know, them, man. Like you they're not know. going fishing for it, but the problem is is that I can just tag Austin Matthews like you're a piece of shit. You suck ass. And then he it's in his notifications whether he likes it or not. Yes, that's what right? I'm getting at. Yeah. So that is different from like uh, like I said, seeking it out, like actually going fucking search in your name and well, you know like, what I mean? Like, let me put it this way, dude. I've thought to myself... That's a weird ego thing though, right? Yes, it is. And that's right? why I think a lot of players probably world, do like, it. How many people can honestly say they've never Googled themselves once? I haven't Googled so myself. Ima- so imagine having like stuff to Google I'm going to Google yourself. myself right now. Like imagine actually having stuff to Google about yourself. I'm kind of interested. I've never done this before. Like I would be interested in like... Should I put my whole name, Joshua or just Josh? Who calls you Joshua? Exactly. Okay, so just Josh then. Josh Coleman. Dr. Joshua Coleman, speaker, author, and psychologist. Wow, fuck. You should probably steal that guy's identity. When parents hurt the lazy husband. Oh. 
You might know a thing or two about me. I'm not even on the first page. It's all about Josh Coleman, PhD. Well, they got well that, you should let they, people. They think, got that right. If you know you what I'm should saying. let people think you're that guy. <laughs> not. Hey, here I am on Twitter. There you go. Look at me go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven, seven things down. I like how excited you are by this. You've I, never done that. Not I've once. never Googled myself. Never punched your name. Just, I've never, I've never Googled myself one time. This is the first time. I'm pretty excited about this. It says Josh Coleman Twitter. What did I tweet? Did I tweet something? Look at me at PuckPod co-host, play-by-play announcer for Hockey TV. Well, shot pretty, a 73 once. You're pretty fucking famous, man. Just tell your parents that you're on Google. Hey, by the way, just a small teaser here. We got some pretty sweet guests on the line. Oh yeah, on the line. Like like like, like they're, they're on, hooked. like they're hooked. Like they're I coming. got the net, they're on the side of the boat. They're basically. coming, yeah. yeah they're, they're coming. Right um one of them is next week. Do we want to reveal or do nope. we, we yeah, you don't like revealing. Okay, so no reveal. We got a really sweet Wait, guest. Wait, we do next have week. a set next week. It's set is set, right? It's set. It's booked. It's booked. Well, I don't like we saying it when it's not booked. It's booked. And then we fucking look like dummies. It's either Wednesday or Thursday. I told them I would chat chat with you and then let them know. All right, huge announcement. Let them have it. Okay, so former NHL official Tim Peel is going to join the boys next week on the Pucks and Deep Timmy Peel. The Peelzy. Oh, it's going to be very, very interesting. It'll be a perspective we've not had yet on the show. Right? Uh, I mean, we've had former players. We've had media people. So to have a, a referee, to have an official who's fresh off retirement too, just hung him up last year, be very, very interesting to to get his perspective on a lot of things, I think, for the game. And also the guy who broke the Evander Kane signing right. three weeks ago. Yes. And so it sounds like he's an insider in training right now. We, well, we wanted to have him on this week, and I thought he was ghosting me. Okay, I thought he was ghosting me after he said, yeah, let's do it. You know, let's talk about some dates or whatever. And, I, and then I thought he was ghosting me, but I think he was just hard on the Evander Kane thing. So I'm looking forward to talking right. talking to him about that. Obviously, he's not going to reveal his sources or anything, but it'll be fun. You know, it'll be fun chat to have with him. Uh, also, not going to promise anything about the hot mic incident, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him. I'm gonna say, you know, can we talk about? The hot mic incident. Well, I'd like to you, know how he feels about or it. Or do you not want to talk about that? Because that's respectful. I want to be respectful. We but should he, probably do our research and see how, if he's talked about it yet. He has. I was okay. just going to say he has multiple platforms. Okay. Multiple platforms. But anyway, we're not going to put words in his anyway. mouth. If he's sick of talking about it and he doesn't want to talk about it, then we won't talk about it. Uh, but Timmy Peel coming to the Pucks and Deep podcast next week. So book it. Make sure it's downloaded. Share the episode. Have a lot of fun with that. And then we're not going to uh, – we're not going to – blow up the next guest because it's not going to be for a while it's probably but it's a fucking big one and that's all (laughs) we're gonna say like it is like we we might be punching like fucking into the stratosphere like way above our weight belt here so that's all we'll say (laughs) and let that marinate don't sell it too too hard well (laughs) fuck i mean it's like i am not and i'm not an overseller of things but i feel like it's justified i liked your response you just said what that? <laughs> so yeah, that's how it went. Coleman texted me that he he had booked Mr. Books X. this person, and then I said, "What? What?" So <laughs> you know, he outdid himself. We'll give round of applause to Mr. Coleman and then, over there. And then I told you his full name, like like yeah. you like you didn't know. Yeah, because you said his last name. You're like first last name. I'm like, yeah, I know. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks, bud. Tips. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So some pretty good guess. My face is hurting. I was laughing. Um, okay, that was fun. Googling Josh Coleman. Check it out. I I I, th- I think it'd be nice if maybe some sawmill road shit could pop up. That there be nice. you go. You gotta get work on your fucking SEO, bud. 
I just need to have a better presence, I think. Like, I kind of have a loud mouth, and I have an area to let that mouth fly, which is the Pucks and Deep podcast. Hey, did Matthew score? Yes, he did. Hey, Matthew scored. I said Matthew's Hattie tonight. Mm. I've been making money on Marner there, fucking Mitchie. Goal street, man. I've been betting goal props, hey, props prop, on him. Hey, not only props, but actual props to Mitch Marner. Lost his uh, paternal or his maternal grandmother on Friday evening, just before the Saturday yep. night game. So if any of the fans noticed, eh, he was pointing up to the sky when he, he did. You know, empty net goals—they all count, right? Hey, like, he's rolling, when, man. When Ovechkin breaks the goal-scoring record, are they gonna ask how many empty net goals? I he was, got? I no. was jacked for that goal too on Saturday because I had Mikey Bunting on a goal prop, and Mitch Marner on another one. Oh, so when dude. he scored that empty netter, I was in the money. Um, but fuck, how about Michael Bunting, dude, man? Dude, Bunting, The hat trick, and wow. like He's so good, On that dude. night, too, and did you see him like coming off the ice, too? He's like, Scarborough, like Scarborough. yelling at the camera. Yeah. Because it was hometown hockey in for Scarborough. Scarborough. I know. No, Scarborough gets the Saturday night, eh? Not the Monday night right. Philadelphia game like fucking Pembroke. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Um, okay, Bunting. So we're on that now. Can I give you my take on Bunting? Sure. All right. So like, I'm, let, let's get real for a second here. I want you to tell me if you think I'm out to lunch or if you think I'm just some delusional Leaf fan, which I know I am I, or I can be from time to time. Zach Hyman. All right. We, we, we wanted him to stay. We watched him go. We just talked about this on the last episode. I remember asking you in the last episode if we if if we felt bad for Hyman for some reason. We had a little bit of a discussion on that. It's just I liked Hyman. Mm-hmm. I still do, but I, I liked him so much for the Leafs. And I remember saying, actually, dude, if you play that back, it's pretty fucking hilarious. Dude. We we were whispering into the microphone. We were like, <laughs> we're better off with Michael Bunting. And you were yeah. like, you're like, check Michael Bunting's stats. <laughs> like it's pretty funny, man. Play that back, episode ninety three, Dougie G. But uh, Bunting. All right, here's my take on Bunting. Is Am I crazy to think that Bunting not only has replaced Zach Hyman with what he brings on the ice, but he may, like I'm not there, so I don't know. I'm not in the room. But I feel like he may bring something off the ice to the team he seems like that a Zach Hyman didn't. And I'm not, I'm like not a, downplaying Hyman, right. as you know. He sounds like a lively presence. Like, I, I've heard a couple of the guys, Matthews notably, saying, like, he's a lot of fun to be around. He's got a lot to say. You know, he's on the ice. He's chirpy, which is a, you know, I I guess value that how you will, but I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy that. He, he's leading the league and drawing penalties. He's 26, okay? So while he might be a young player in terms of, oh, New Jersey also scored. I'm missing a ton here. Um he may be young in terms of years played in the league, but he's not young in terms of life. He's right. 26 years old. Mm-hmm. So he is an older player on this hockey team in terms of their ages. We got a lot of guys in their early, mid-20s. He's 26. Yeah. He's closer to the 30s than he is to the young players, right? So I just I find he he's very what bubbly. What are we doing here? Losing three. What are one. we doing here? Campbell. This is a fucking disaster. Campbell just cheated like this crazy. First ten, was that Andreas Johnson? Yeah. That was a missed goal prop right there. Fuck what was <laughs> I thinking not betting on him. God. <laughs> no shit, eh? Okay, let's get over it. Shelton is pissed. Yeah, let's get over Sorry, it. Sorry, we're going on. Um, I do want to talk about this topic, though. Sure. Specifically, go. what I'm getting at is Michael Bunting has this very bubbly, very contagious energy around him that I think really 
helps mold like team unity. Yeah. And and, and I'm, again, I'm not saying that Hyman didn't have those mm-hmm. those things or did not bring that to the table, but Hyman, in my opinion, what I saw from him was very, very straight line player, head down, mm-hmm. work hard, results will show. Right. It's not like Bunting doesn't work hard, but I think he he genuinely enjoys his time. I don't know if Zach Hyman had the opportunity to really enjoy his time because he worked too hard. <laughs> He was too hard of a worker. There and he seems didn't to get be to some more personality, right? Like uh, maybe a little more personality, we'll say, with Bunting. Yeah, and did you say after that win, when he got the hat trick and Mrazek ended up getting the W, mm-hmm. probably one he didn't deserve as he enters the game right now in replacement Jack Campbell. Um, did you see the hel- the celebration between the two yeah. of them after? Bunting gave him the head head nod and he went to skate away and Mrazek grabbed him with the stinky face blocker yeah, and he was yeah. giving him face wash. Like, that's your backup goalie and a guy that gets first-line minutes at $900,000 a year having a moment on mm-hmm. the ice. Like, I, that's great. I'm pretty stoked on him and, like, unreal value. I mean, this guy's going to be a fucking superstar in Toronto, dude. Like, Scarborough born and he's... He's clearly hitched himself to the right wagon. He's put himself in a position to succeed. He's he's riding shotgun with two of the better offensive players in the league. When does he get right? paid? Well, after the, the after next year, after the so contract. So it's next up. year? I don't know how much that ends up being or what he ends up selling for, but, man, the guy has really put himself in a position to succeed. It sounds well-earned, too. I, I, I read an article recently, and I kind of sketched out his career path. So he played a year of high school in Scarborough. He ends up playing triple A one year Don Mills Flyers triple A gets drafted in the O, but like ninth round. You know, they have like crazy amount of rounds. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He gets drafted ninth round in the O and then he uh gets drafted by Arizona after two seasons with Sheldon Keefe and to Kyle Dubas's Greyhounds. And then he slugs it out though for six years in the HL without a lick of an HL action. Okay. And I think he was a fourth rounder from for Arizona. And he actually had a brief stint in the E Plays 26 games. In the E? Yeah. Had, had played 26 games in the end last year, and now he's riding shotgun. In with the end. Matthews and Marner, <laughs> and he's absolutely killing it. He's on pace for over 20 goals and 50 points. Well, wasn't he a 20 goal scorer with the Coyotes? Yeah. I, yeah, he scored 20 goals. Did he score 20 Yeah, he goals? scored 20 goals uh, last year. Or, um, excuse me. Yeah, well, 20, 20, 20, 21. 21 goals. Right. Last, right? last yeah. season. Last year, yeah, that's right. Last year. 58 goals with the Tucson Roadrunners. Or, excuse me, uh, that's games played. My bad, dude. Sorry, yeah, you're wrong. 20, 21 yeah. games, My 10 bad. goals, 13 points. Oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. He was on pace. He right. was on pace. Right. 82 pace. That's what they gotcha. kept saying was that he was on pace for, that he was on pace for uh, 20 goals. There's my neighbor. Walking into the garage here. Greg, we're down 3-1, but we're... Yeah, it's not looking good. We're, we're in the middle of the pod, but we're but we're down 3-1. It's not looking good. You ja- missed a bad 10 minutes, man. They're getting fucking torched. We're Poor Jackie, man. Jackie's in trouble. No, he's, he's out to lunch today, unfortunately. <laughs> he, he got pulled, bud. Yeah. He got pulled. Yeah, he got pulled. Um, You know what, dude? I feel like I didn't... Uh, did someone not tell me that Bunting played for the Greyhounds when when Keefe was there? Did someone not tell you? Did I, I not know that? I would have told you at the time, I think, when they signed him. Did uh, I not? Like, I mean. If I didn't, I hung you out to dry. And you're right, dude. Fourth round, 117th hey, overall. You have Google, too, though. You can Google anyone's name, not just your own. <laughs> I know. I, I, 
I still like that exercise, man. I Googled my name for the first time tonight. It was fun. Fuck, you're really living now. Uh, Mikhaev. Why haven't I done that before? Let's hit Mikhaev here quickly. Okay. Um, man, I feel like we spent like two straight years harping on this guy, so we have to throw him some pat on the back because he's scoring at like an unreal pace. I got a little quieter in the last few games, but I was definitely already had my mind made up. This guy's not top six. And here he is kind of putting himself there. Now, I know he's sitting on the third right now with Camp and Kasha, which is not a bad line by any means. No, it's a good defensive line. Honestly, you got to remember, eh? Like well, and those he, guys are spending most of their time in the Ozone. That's what I'm... They're that's, shot that's, differential. That's what I was just going to yeah, say. Yeah, positive. That's what I was so. just going to say. Like, the good thing about that line is they are defensive, but they don't actually play, like... Other yeah. teams' defensive lines. Other teams' defensive lines. They go out against Nathan McKinnon. They go right. out against McDavid, against Matthews. Our stars go up against the other team's stars for the most part, and our defensive line just matches up against the defensive line. Now Keith is pretty good at you know starting the defensive line in the D zone, uh, defensive yeah. starts, things like that. And you're right, they do have a good they do a great job of getting the puck out of the zone into the offensive zone and then they kind of change let the uh let, let let the stars come up and do their thing but like McCabe you got to remember too right like they get they get some pretty good assignments against other teams yes. third and fourth line so yeah. you know he's he's a player that's really reaping the benefits of being on a line that doesn't get hemmed in its own zone I don't remember what his line looked like before his injury and last year, for example, when he failed to score on every breakaway. Doesn't matter what. Every situation. shot he took did not go into the net. And at some point, dude, that you need to quantify that stat because hockey is a weird game, man. Like last year, he got so many great chances and sometimes he got robbed. And I remember saying like, this fucking guy can't buy one for a yeah. billion dollars. Yeah. That off the post, the off the blocker, too. off the fucking post. And now, all of a sudden, a year later, he shoots things towards the net. It goes off a leg and in, Mikheyev, second of the night, off a leg and in. And it's just like, that's hockey for you, man. Sometimes it goes, sometimes it doesn't. You know, I, I'm really happy for him too, but I, I can't help but think he's playing his way off this team, especially considering he requested a trade. So... I yeah, think. so actually, I did want to ask you about that. Like, how do you? Or do you think he's happy now? How do you think that goes? I, I think he's gone. Because I think, I don't know, especially those Russian guys that come over, like, they got to make hay with the sunshines, right? So I feel like this guy is going to try and get every fucking penny out of this next negotiation. He has it, to. But I, I, I guess the other part of this, you know what? Another team's probably willing to throw more money at him than the Leafs. I think that you can almost say that with any player right now, given their situation. Yes, of course. But. What are you buying with him, right? Are you buying this season? Are you buying last season? Are you buying his first season? You don't know. Like, I still feel like there's a ton of potential with this guy. So I think that's why you'll have a ton of suitors. And he just could end up getting, you know, the least just end up getting outbid. I will, and I don't mean any disrespect to the player or anything, but I don't think I'm going to cry in my pillow if he if he chooses another contract. No, I'm not either. I mean, we can't... Uh, we're too good to get hung up on fucking bottom six players, right? Okay. <laughs> you just called him a top six? I said top six potential, didn't okay, I? Okay, fine. Top six potential. All right, we're ba- we're basing See, off potential I, it's here. funny how the opinion on him has changed over the years, too. Like, the first year, I'm like, top six potential. Last year, we're like, this guy's a bottom six all day. Can't score with a shit. This year, we're like, well, I don't know. Now he's proven us maybe wrong. So. But you see, I'm... I'm way more worried about a potential Michael Bunting contract negotiation than I am about a potential Ilya McKay. I'm not because he's a hometown boy. 
Are you sure though, dude? He's making nine hundred and fifty thousand until like he. So he's gonna play next year at nine hundred fifty thousand, and he's playing yeah. with Austin Matthews. But you got you got another season. Things will look different. Like I guess maybe because it's not as immediate, right? Are they gonna pull some shenanigans and put him on the fourth line next year? So he, so his trade like so his contract value no. goes down. He's too valuable. I mean, <laughs> fuck. Like this this could be a locked in line. The three of them for a couple of years. Him so. and Mitchie. Yeah. Next to Poppy. You know, it'd be nice for Poppy to spend some time playing with like really, really gifted offensive players. The poor guy had to play with Connor Brown and Zach Hyman. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll give him. Still scored 40 Genos in yeah. their rookie years, like fucking little kids out there. And the one thing I'll give Buttoning, too, is a huge Same. advantage over Hyman is just he clearly has a better set of hands on him. Oh, for right? sure, dude. Oh, he like Hyman developed it, right? Yeah. Bunting seems he got better to, over time, it yeah. seemed. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, for a guy with so little experience in the NHL, he definitely has you know a set of hands that that line him up for success here. So, and the Leafs are done in this game. I still believe in them, dude. Of course not. It's three one. We just talked about how other teams blow blow leads. Won't you fucking prove it to me right now? Yeah, well, New Jersey Devils seem prime for blowing a three to three goal lead tonight. So. <laughs> and if not, hey, guess what? We get to lose against them tomorrow as well. There you go. You want to wrap this shit show up or what? <laughs> yes, sure, man. Did we did we cover it all? Uh, we covered all our leaf stuff. We did leave all the other stuff on the on the back burner, and that's mostly because we wanted to uh, talk give about you guys freedom. a little bit of leaf stuff. We wanted to talk about your freedom and how important that is. <laughs> we wanted to talk about freedom. <laughs> Fuck, um, freedom. Lots of time on soccer too. That's important as well. So yeah, you're right. All right, well, that was a good show, man. We'll I definitely think- hit the Olympic stuff. I, I do want to chat about the Olympic rosters next episode. I think there's a lot of interesting shit going on there, doesn't especially the with that mix of like old and young players. Doesn't the Olympics start this weekend? Yeah, actually, curling starts in like two days. Curling. Curling. I do love a good women's curling match. My favorite sport. Thank you, Lululemons. There you go. God bless. God bless. <laughs> And thank you all for joining us here once again on the Pucks and D Podcast. Episode 94 is a wrap. Catch us on Twitter, as always, at PuckPod, at Coleman42, at Lesko Adam. And make sure you tune in next week. I don't know, Wednesday, Thursday, one of those two days. Former NHL official, recently retired, Hot Mike Tim Peel, joining us here on the Pucks and D Podcast. Can't wait. To bring you that interview it's going to be absolute fire drop us a line if you want as well at real at gmail.com we're always looking for some feedback some suggestions what do you guys like what do you guys hate let us know right now i hate this leaf game yeah this game sucks but i think in like an hour our opinion will be different let's hope so it's matthews hattie knight and a 4-3 Leaf lead. Mrazek shuts the door. And goalie controversies, the controversy starts in Toronto. No, it doesn't. <laughs> All right. We'll see Manufactured outrage. Week. You're manufacturing outrage. <laughs> Get pucks in deep, baby. Save it for Facebook. <laughs> <laughs>